Welcome to Pull the Shoot, our weekly podcast where we talk to business owners, C-level executives, and experts from around the world. Our goal, to help as many businesses as possible grow to the next level. It's our hope that by interviewing these business leaders and hearing how they built their culture and their company, that you might gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission is to change the top-down mentality of leadership and help others to create and implement a transformational leadership style that is uplifting, supportive, and appreciative towards your people. We believe if you grow your people, you'll grow your company. I'm your host, Jeff Cecil. You have a business, and in today's times, the best way to get noticed is to build a website and then start creating content you can use across social media. This all leads to a position in search engines where people search for particular words or phrases. To increase your position in the search engines, you use something called SEO, or search engine optimization. This is the process of getting traffic from pre-organic, editorial, or natural search results across search engines. The goal, to improve your website's position in search results pages. Remember, the higher the website is listed, the more people will see it. That all sounds great, except most of us don't really know how to have a clue how to make it happen. Try that again. That all sounds great, except most of us don't really have a clue how to make that happen. I've come to find out over the years that being SEO specialist is an art. It takes time, effort, and consistency. My guest today is Robert Battle. He's the founder and CEO of QuickBot, which he started in January of 2020. As the pandemic hit, Robert started reaching out to everyone he knew to get a handle on their challenges. The feedback was unanimous. The pandemic was hurting their sales and their overall businesses. They needed something different because their normal sales channels had all dried up and they couldn't afford to invest in automation. He started focusing on SEO for clients, built QuickBot around processes, theories, and results, which he had developed over the years, and soon was dominating search results and growing his clients to their maximum potential. Robert holds a bachelor degree in business administration, accounting, and finance, and a master's degree in accounting from Haslam College of Business at the University of Tennessee. I'm excited to learn more about Robert's approach to SEO and how he can help companies that rely on search engine optimization for leads and sales. Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> so before we get into the specifics of QuickBot, do me a favor, and I would like to do this, just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you eventually got to QuickBot, but you know, maybe a little bit of backup for us. Sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So I actually started out, like you heard from, you know, like you just said, the Masters of Accounting at University of Tennessee. And so I actually got my CPA as well. So I started out, you know, out of college, you know, trying to, I actually worked at Ernst & Young. So right. I was working on their audit practice. I did that for exactly a year, which was the exact time frame to get the CPA valid. And then okay. I immediately quit because I hated it. <laughs> but what I did discover during that process was like my love for data. It was kind of initial taste of looking at big data because I was working on big clients like Nissan and a few others, just looking at a ton of their data. So regardless, <clears throat> then I immediately went into um, a job as an analyst at this oil company called Delic. Um, and so what that analyst job actually taught me how to really you know hone information and use data kind of as a way to you know tell a story to support decisions by management and really how to execute and how to actually present them. So ultimately, from the analyst role, I was there for five years at this oil trading company, effectively what they became. Um, and I went from you know an analyst to kind of a, a logistics manager and then finally to 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 actually trading some commodities. So it was pretty cool. Um, but ultimately, what I learned from all that was just that, you know, 
the data drives the business ultimately. And all these businesses have all this data lying around, whether it is internal or external, or it could be accessed, that they're just not tapping into to really, you know, prove decisions and really prove concepts for marketing ideas. And funny enough, that's actually from kind of working at, you know, in the oil company for so long, a lot of what I was doing was similar month to month, whether I was, you know, submitting these these things from Excel into online portals for other counterparties, whether I was, you know, executing trades by emailing certain brokers, whether I was doing these, these repetitive tasks, my months looked very similar. So like, you know, first of the month I have to do this, 30th of the month I have to do this. And what I learned, so I actually, and this is when the pandemic started, when I started to work from home, basically full time, it was a function of, you know, why am I doing this same thing every month? Like, even though maybe the nuances are different, but in reality, I think I could automate it. So I started researching like Python, researching, you know, a few different coding, you know, areas, which I was really good at Excel, but I never really branched into actually coding. But okay. after like a hundred hours of YouTube, you know, it's incredible what you can build. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no. So I actually built, I automated the entire job, which was insane. So yeah. like 90% of the job was being done by these they basically bots that I had built right. that would send the emails for me. They would push data from Excel that would automatically update into online portals. So it was incredible. And most importantly, and this was my the hypothesis, was that it would actually be more accurate. Because now if a computer is doing it, you know, you're not going to have any manual mistakes. Everything sure. is going to be automated. It's all going to flow through between the systems properly. And lo and behold, it did. So actually the workload got easier because it was automated, because there were no mistakes. And uh, what I found was now I had like eight hours free a day. You know, so I worked wow. from home. I just start my, my little programs. They would run do everything for me. And then I would just kind of check out. And that was great for a few months, but then you really have to like, you get bored actually. Everyone dreams of that type of job, but yeah, honestly right. you get bored. So <clears throat> what I ended up doing is I tried to sell it. Honestly, I tried to like kind of market it and try to basically design custom automations for clients. That's how it all got started. Uh, and the first client I went to sell and I actually had a meeting with, I sat down with them and I was like, look, I got this awesome solution. You know, what's your problem? Like, like, like what are your main problems you got? Talk to me about them. And then he basically we circled up and he was effectively asked me to do SEO for him. And I was like, uh, well, you know what, let me go and see, and let me put together a, a package and let me send you a proposal. I, I think we can make it happen. Didn't know what SEO was at the time, <laughs> so, but I knew that maybe, you know, using the data, I could figure it out. And also obviously watching YouTube too. So regardless, long story short, you know, after a little bit of research over a weekend, I had a pretty decent proposal. You know, it turns out my pricing was way off. I was way below where it should have been for the results we drove. But ultimately, you know, he closed the deal and that was our first SEO client. So that's kind of how it all got started. And I repurposed a lot of the programs that I built to automate my job actually to mine data. And the data is actually why we do stuff so differently than other SEO companies. And also why, in a way, I'm at a war with the traditional SEO firms. Uh, because for me, I don't like how they operate. I don't like how they use term contracts. I don't like their reporting style. I don't like any of that. Because ultimately, the only metric that ever matters for SEO, in my opinion, is sales. The whole right. reason you're hiring an SEO is to generate more sales, to get a return on investment, which kind of flows back into my accounting days. And the only yeah, thing that right, matters yeah. is getting that return on investment. So <laughs> that was a little bit of a long-winded. but uh, No, I think that's great. And we're going to jump a little deeper into that. Um, in a second here, but what, the first thing I'd like to do is just for our, our listeners. So SEO, search engine optimization, just kind of, you know, you said you didn't know much about it. Now you're like an expert in it. Just yes. explain what that actually means for people so that they understand what it is and how it works. Because I think that's the bigger thing, right? How, how does SEO actually yep. work? So let, let's jump yeah, into that. I'm going to focus, I'm going to focus, you know, on why it's important too, as well. And I think that's, yeah. that's key, right? So the really, the big piece of it is, you know, 
a website in and of itself is just like some files on the internet, right? If no one is finding it, if it is not actively drawing in customers or being used as a sales tool, then it is useless. Like you are just wasting space, wasting resources, wasting time and money. There's really two ways you can use a website. Of course, the first one, you know, is actually as a sales tool, meaning you're reaching out directly via cold email, via outreach, whatever, to people and giving them your website, whether it's in a link in your signature or whatever, for them to go check it out and then hopefully learn more about you. That's the traditional way. But the other way, the new way, which is the SEO way, which is ultimately the most profitable and the main reason why you'd even have a website in the first place is to attract new customers that know nothing about your business, that do not know that you hold the solution to all of their problems. And that is ultimately you know, what we want to drive. And we do that by doing really focusing on three areas. There's, a, there's a, really the three main areas that drive SEO. Technical which technical is just how Google, which is just also a computer, just an algorithm, reads and categorizes your website and all of its pages into its algorithm, right? So they've got over a billion pages, you know, right now, which is insane. And so they got to figure out exactly what you're talking about, basically converting your text and your website into ones and zeros, figuring out what you're talking about and fitting it into their, you know, their, their search engine. And so that's important because where a lot of our clients that we found, like where they struggle is making sure they're doing the best practices to show Google, you know, what they're even trying to rank for. What is this page even about? If you don't structure it behind the scenes and the actual HTML properly, you know, then Google will start ranking you for random keywords. And that's actually, it's funny enough, that drives bad traffic, traffic that was really? never meant to convert in the first place. So then your metrics are skewed. You know, then your data is skewed. Then, then it shows you have 10,000 site visitors a month, but you're not getting any meetings out of your, you know, service website. And then the question is, and the really the answer to that is basically that was never going to happen anyways. You were never going to have a meeting come out of that because none of those people that found your site really wanted your solution, you know? So excuse okay. <clears throat> your numbers. So yeah, yeah, I guess I guess I need to also touch on the other two. So that was technical. Then there's content. So you basically need to uh, be refreshing and creating new content, but content specifically for your customer. What we've seen a lot of times is we'll have like you know, for example, a tennis website. We'll write articles on cooking, and that's honestly useless because who is going to come to get a recipe on your website right. and then buy a tennis racket? You know, the chances <laughs> are very very slim. So you need to be writing about all different types of tennis swings, tennis you know, tennis rules, different you know hype news games all that stuff the goal is to make sure you write for your customer because ultimately you want to kind of sneak into your customer's buying journey with your content whether that's okay. a solution you're providing or there's more information on their research so that was the first two technical content and the third one is just links or authority and in order to really have your content rank you basically need to acquire authority which are just links from other websites meaning that like you know more authoritative websites so there's really two ways to go you can get like a high-end news source like a big news source, which like a, okay. a press release, for example, that helps. But then also maybe a lower authority, but more relevant source, which would maybe be like, for example, for us, like any, any for like an SEO firm, right? We would want to get like search engine journal, maybe it's something that's less authoritative, but more niched, more relevant, already proven to Google as an expert in the field. And so that's how you can, you build that, you build those links, which then help you rank faster. <laughs> right. Okay. So how do you guys, <clears throat> as you said, you, you kind of go about it differently. How do you guys go about it differently than traditional SEO? You just described those three areas. That sounds like traditional SEO kind of things. So talk to me about why you guys are different and how you go about it. Yep. Great question. So it's all in the data. So what we do is we basically mine massive amounts of data from your competition, from your site. We look at everything from all these different angles and we basically build an ultimate plan to figure out using the data, basically digesting it and looking for trends. 
And the most, the most, I guess, easiest way to explain it as well is if you look at your, your larger competition, right? The best in class in your field, in your industry, you can see in the data, what has worked for them to grow their business at any given time, because it'll actually show what they're investing their money in effectively. You know, what type of content are they creating? What type of web web pages are they kind of building around? What are their calls to action? You know, how are they moving traffic through their site? We can see all of that in the data. And so that's really where we begin. We look at, you know, best in class competition. We look at all the data and we basically say, okay, cool. This is what worked for them whenever they were in your position. So by doing that, it clearly shows results. So we're going to actually go for that and try to flip that and provide an ROI as soon as possible by basically focusing on your strengths and most importantly, strengths of the competitors that we've proven through the data that work. So it's a different approach. It's kind of, we shortcut instead of just like old traditional SEO firm, just apply best practices. They say, Hey, you should do this, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. We basically, we look for, we look for the competitors and for through the data to find that. But then where we really shine is in managing the metrics, right? You can apply these principles, but the, the, the campaign really needs to evolve as you're tracking what works. You basically make a change to, you know, 30 pages on your website. And then you monitor those pages and see what is actually being influenced by Google. What is changing? What is going up in ranks? Once you find that, then you can kind of see how Google views your site right now. And then we can double down on that and kind of focus in and really hone in on that vertical. So every site's unique. You know, every every campaign is custom, but the data allows us to really dive into the details and shortcut a lot of the time required uh, to get results, ultimately. That's great. So... Part of, again, what you were t- describing, I just want to clarify this campaign is that once you figure out the data, you come back to the client and say, okay, these are particular keywords, phrases that you're going to need to add to the website so that you can compete with your competition. So when people look at it, is that, do I have that correct? Yeah, yeah I, I think, I think holistically. Yeah. But there's a lot more to it, right? Cause there, cause also what we also focus on as well as UX, right? User experience, because ultimately yeah. we can drive a ton of traffic but you know, qualified traffic that will make sales. But if your site can't convert, then it's useless, right? right? So we kind of hit it from all sides. But to your saying of basically just optimizing keywords for certain pages, it's more about creating content actually, and basically creating like a topical cluster of basically hitting all the different possible questions anyone's going to ask about your topic you're trying to hone in on. And that topic we're trying to focus on that the data tells us is basically exactly what your customer is searching to either find a solution, to DIY a solution for their immediate problem. So it's a bit hard to explain, but basically it's a lot of customer psychology, honestly, which the data helps us figure that out. But a lot of it actually, we, we you know, our clients tell us through right. their problems, hey, in our past sales conversations, this is what's worked. These are our ideal clients. Here's why. And we kind of backtrack that and basically match that with search data to see, okay, what are these types of people looking for? They're looking for this. This is the most commonly searched problem. Okay, if we want Google to rank us for this problem, which has got a very high difficulty, it's highly competitive, mm-hmm. and only the big firms get this, then we need to answer every single question that could even come up next down the list of that person asking those questions. And if you do it just right, if you basically really kind of look at what Google is currently ranking and kind of, you know, Mm-hmm. Engineer, reverse engineer it. You can rebuild it, and you can actually create something that ranks, and you can basically fight way above your weight class effectively and rank faster. So it's how okay. we shortcut it. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, awesome. So you know, it's, I guess my next question is based on what you just described. You know, most SEO firms that I've talked to are like, you know, it's a long journey. It's six months. It's yeah. a year. All this stuff. It sounds like you guys can do this a whole lot faster with your approach. 
Depends the site. Depends on the site entirely. So what we found are the most success in is with customers that are already established, uh, meaning like like very well established. Like a lot of these e-commerce brands we work with, you know, they've been around for a while. They've got they've got very strong authority. So basically, any keyword or any word really they put on the page, they will rank for. So then it's just a function of okay, how do we most effectively rank for exactly what we want? And by delivering a product, which ultimately looks like content at scale, so like, you know, 10 pieces of content in a month, for example, all around a single topic, just hitting the different faucets of it, we can absolutely power up their product pages and actually drive more sales, which is incredible. So through the content, we can just write all about every possible, for example, uh, most recently, we, 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 so we've gotten into the CBD industry, which is highly competitive. Sure. Um, and are the CBD company we've been working with, they've got a, a dog, a pet CBD product, right? So they were marketing as a pet CBD. Okay. However, we be looking at the search results, the search data, dog, actually specifically for dogs, the, pro, the CBD product for dogs was way more marketable. So what we did is we created like five or six posts around CBD oil for dogs. And we placed it in the right way, in the right manner, that it actually ranked immediately. But most importantly, it ranked their product page for it. So by linking properly internally, we were able to actually get their product page, not the blogs we created, but the product page that actually makes the sales to rank instead for a super competitive keyword, driving a ton of traffic, and most importantly, driving sales. Because ultimately, that is the sole metric that matters. And that's what I mean by I'm going to war against traditional SEOs, because they're all about showing you, oh, we're we're building a bunch of keywords. You know, you got all this new traffic doesn't matter. I would rather have a hundred quality visitors from keywords that I really want that will actually convert than have 10,000 useless visitors that do nothing, you know, yeah, right. because sales, all about sales. <laughs> yeah, it is totally. That's, that's amazing to me. Um, you know, cause I mean, for years, you know, I've always just heard about, you know, traditional uh, things of SEO. It's all about your keywords and getting them ranked and, and backlinks, which is another hard thing to do. I mean, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's mm-hmm. a harder piece to add in. Is there any kind of secret to getting these backlinks? Um, I mean, is it all about relationships or is it, is it getting posted on sites? I mean, what's the key there? I mean, I can tell you, you know, the, I guess the really it's about outreach, right? You get, you can do outreach. Like that's like, that's like what everyone is really going to tell you. But ultimately, like if you're really trying to compete and you want to shortcut it, I mean, to be honest, you, at some point you're gonna have to buy the links. Uh, but there's a ways that you can do it more ethically, right? Where, you know, you're actually reaching out and you're basically to these relevant blogs in your niche and saying, Hey, like, I would love to, you know, you have to offer something. So, so by buy, I mean, you basically have to buy them with a piece of content that you've written that may be something that they want to actually rank for uh, that they don't already, ha- already have. Right. So you have to, ha- you have to, uh, you have to give something to get something. Got it. And that, that's kind of the main way, right. Is just reaching out to different partners in your industry that you're actually one interested in working with. Um, and then really two that, you know, something that you can add value to them in some way, which typically is in the form of content. Cause I mean, who wouldn't, uh, if someone brought, came to, came to your site and came to you and said, Hey, I would love to write this yeah. huge, long post about different marketing strategies. Like, would you be interested in posting it? And all you have to do is just put a link to my site. It's like, yeah, yeah of course, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's so. great. All right. Cool. I love that. I love that. Thanks. Um, so uh, what do you find as a companies with that you talk to, what is their biggest challenge usually? When it comes to kind of setting up for SEO and all that. Oh, this is easy. It's misinformation. <laughs> okay. There's thanks. so much misinformation on SEO out there. And that that's also, again, why I'm kind of at war with the industry itself. Because, you know, everyone, of course, there's all these old school practitioners. There's all these really confusing reports. There's all these different methods that people use to rank. Maybe it's worked before, but ultimately... Every single industry, every single sector, every single customer and their competitor, they all have specific ways that work, that rank. 
Um, and so it's really kind of finding the path. The biggest issue is not knowing where to start, not knowing how to go about it, um, and not really not being as effective as possible. Because ultimately, especially with a newer site, the more the newer sites are a bit of a struggle for a variety of reasons, but mostly because you don't know what's worked yet. You don't have a lot of data behind you to know, hey, this is what's worked. You know, we got a lead from this exact article we wrote or blah, 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 you know, whereas like the more advanced firms that come on, they probably already have a bit of authority. They are, I can see in their data what's worked for them in the past. So we, we can kind of double down on those type of, of ordeals. But I would just say, honestly, the, the biggest issue and, and really if I had to give some advice to a, to a co- company like looking to really boost their SEO, it's really three things, right? One, understand your customer and the competition. Understand exactly what your customer is searching for. And most importantly, have a plan, right? If you're going to write a piece of content, make sure you're writing it about their problems, about them. It's very specific to them because ultimately that's what you want to rank, you know, regardless. There's a ton of free tools to help you figure out what keywords you want to write about. But I would, su- I would suggest writing about, you know, things, you know, basically going into anything you write with a plan. Effectively, knowing what you want to rank for, what you want to do. And again, there's a lot of information on that on the internet. But most importantly, I think the second thing is like make your sales process frictionless. So, and by that, I mean, you don't want to have to have just a contact form. And this is a lot of our clients, that, even just random you know, prospects that come to us. I like I look at their website and it would be a live audit. And I'm like, look, contact forms are pretty outdated, to be honest. For certain businesses, it makes sense. But honestly, just have a link that goes right to your calendar. That way there's no back and forth. There's no, hey, are you free at 4 p.m. on Tuesday? Oh, no, sorry, I got to pick up the kids. Right. You know, there's no back and forth. It's just, hey, they, they see a time on your calendar, they book it. And most importantly for you, your website is now booking meetings for you without having to do anything. And you can further qualify that by having automatic automated forms and videos that come out after they book the meeting to kind of continue to nurture them between the time that you know you have your meeting with them. And so we do a lot of that as well is kind of setting that up and just making sure that like the customer process is frictionless and frictionless for the customer to book a meeting and to learn more information, but also frictionless for you to not have to be so hands-on with everything because you're running right. a business. You've got a thousand things you're doing. The last thing you need to do is just kind of respond to some looky-loos that are looking to, you know, looking for, yeah. you know, pricing, right? So people that are kicking the tires is how you say. <laughs> bingo. Exactly. Right. So yeah. So that's what's the third thing? You said three things. What's the third thing? Yep. The third thing is do not be afraid of posting to your site. This is a big one. We have so many clients that are so obsessed with just changing around sentences, editing copy, because they're afraid of their website, you know, maybe maybe some content being off brand. And to be honest, so the moment you post a piece of content, I really doubt visitors are going to see it for probably like six months to a year. But visitors, but Google will see it immediately. Hopefully. And if not, we can tell Google to see it immediately. So that's another, another topic. But more importantly, you know, Google's going to read it. So you want to write for, for Google first, which is kind of why we produce what I call SEO first content. Okay. Because we're writing it for Google. And you do that by kind of reverse engineering what is currently ranking. You Like, for example, if you want to rank for, you know, um, you know keyword optimization, you look at the, at the top three articles uh, that are currently ranking when you put it in Google and you just look at the different headings they have. What are the questions they're answering? What is their flow? What is their structure? When you look at multiple of these pages at once, you know, you can really see the trend. You can see what they're all talking about. And that's kind of how you can reverse engineer what Google is ranking. Um, because ultimately Google tells you what you need to rank. You just have to make sure you incorporate it in your article and then, you know, put your own spin on it, put your own additional information on top of it and basically provide more value. And that's how you kind of go above them. So oh, that's great. Yeah. And we all have our own spin on stuff, right? We all have different thoughts. I mean, that's, 
that's the fun part about what we do is that everyone has kind of a different little, much like what you're doing, you have a different angle on how this is all working. So yep. I think that's great. It's great. Hey, Robert, uh, we're running out of time here, but thank you so much. I really appreciate um, your time here. This was very insightful. I'm hoping my listeners uh, really have learned a lot. If people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Sure. Yeah. You can just shoot me an email at robert at quickpot.com or you can reach out via the website, LinkedIn, you know, um, a variety of places. So yeah. So, so don't be shy, reach out. And, and I mean, we, we, we're frequently doing like live website audits as well. So if anyone's interested, you know, we, we don't mind just jumping in, giving you a few pointers and just talking strategy in general, because again, we love educating almost more than we love actually doing client work. So feel free yeah, to reach out. Yeah, that's the fun part. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put, uh, in the podcast, I'll put your contact information as well, but I always like to allow you to, to tell us that as well. Um, to all our listeners, we hope that you enjoyed today's topic. Remember, our mission over the next 10 years is to help as many companies grow to be the best they can be. That's why we do these podcasts. So if you have any questions, you can always contact me at jeff at pulltheshoot.net. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about uh, having a business coach or how that can help your company grow to the next level, visit our website at www.pulltheshoot.net and schedule one of those free one-hour calls to discuss your needs. Thanks for listening. Until the next time, stay safe and be healthy.